Okay, so today we're looking at Detective Comics, number 63, published in May of 1942. On the cover, we have Batman and Robin on a rooftop. Robin's climbing up what appears to be a very well-attached fire escape, and Batman's in the middle of the building, tackling two guys around the neck. One of them is dropping a gun, and one of the skylights of the building is broken, like the guy was trying to shoot his gun through it. On the inside cover, we have a pyramid of safes in front of a full moon. One of the safes is open and spilling money everywhere. Batman is climbing up the safe, and he's also sword fighting this smug git in a blue suit. I don't know what it is about his face, but it just makes me dislike him very much. Robin is swinging in from the side to help Batman beat this guy up, and the title to this comic is A Gentleman in Gotham. So the comic starts out in some European country with a guy banging on a drum. We zoom out a little bit and we see a firing squad. Their commander is reading out a list of crimes that the guy they're going to shoot has done. Looks like he's stolen a bunch of jewels. He goes up to the guy, who is the guy from the cover in the blue suit, and he's like, I'm going to blindfold you now. But the guy from the cover is all, What? You wouldn't deprive me of seeing the sunrise for one last time before I die. Unclear exactly what the commander's response to this is, but in the next panel, when the guy's about to be shot, he isn't wearing a blindfold, so I guess he responded positively. All the men take aim, and the commander shouts, FIRE! They do, and the next panel is the man from the cover collapsed onto the ground. All the soldiers walk away happily, leaving the dead body behind. Until, a few minutes later, the guy from the cover gets up, dusts off his suit, and is like, Ugh, what a beastly nuisance. It really wasn't worth it. I got my clothes all dirty. Then he walks away, humming to himself. And over with the soldiers, we see how he survived the firing squad. Turns out he bribed the soldiers with gems so that they would shoot blanks at him. They're all, I hope the commander never finds out that we took this super valuable bribe. But over with the commander, he's also been bribed by the man from the cover. He's all, I hope the men never find out that I got this bribe. Now, this all went well for the man from the cover, who we find out is named Mr. Baffle. But he decides because of this little death stunt, he can't stay in Europe anymore. And a few months later, we find him on a ship to Great Gotham City Harbor. The boat pulls in, and in the background we can see the Statue of Liberty. Mr. Baffle standing by the rail making some small talk with another one of the people on the ship. The other guy is like, I'm sure glad to be here in Gotham slash New York and leaving my own life behind. I've decided to come to America because it's the land of the free. And Mr. Baffle, still in his dark blue suit, is all free, yes. Then he thinks to himself, I wonder how free it is with its wealth. They all get off the boat, and that night, Mr. Baffle somehow gets up onto the tallest building in the city. He looks down at the rest of the buildings, and he's all, Those buildings are so beautiful, like a dazzling necklace. A necklace that I'm gonna steal. While he's plotting to himself, two more men come up on the building. You would think there's security coming to kick him off the building because it's restricted, but they're actually thieves here to rob him. One of them, a guy named Egghead, points his gun at Mr. Baffle and is all, 
This is a stick-up. Mr. Baffles like, well, okay, but you're going to be disappointed. They go through his pockets and find absolutely nothing. The other guy, the guy who isn't Egghead, fish eyes is all, what rotten luck, we can't even make an honest living anymore. Now this catches Mr. Baffle's interest and he's all, you and I are in the same boat. We should help each other out. And he hands over a wallet to Fish Eyes. But turns out it's Fish Eyes' own wallet. Fish Eyes is like, I was trying to rob you, but you robbed me instead. You can't trust anyone anymore. But Egghead is smarter. He's like, you know, if you manage to steal that guy's wallet, you're probably pretty good at stealing stuff. Okay, we will team up with you. Mr. Baffle's like, great, I'm gonna make a plan. And this plan starts out with Fish Eyes and Egghead, who do look exactly as their names describe them, making a list of all the richest people in Gotham City. I bet Bruce Wayne's on that list. When they hand it over to Mr. Baffle, we find out that indeed Bruce Wayne is on the list. Not only is he on the list, he's the first person on that list. Mr. Baffle's like, Bruce Wayne, a society playboy with more money than brains. I'll have to call on Mr. Wayne, while he's not home, of course. And the next night, we see Fish Eyes and Egghead hanging out in Bruce Wayne's front yard. I'd like to describe Bruce Wayne's house, but it's pretty dark and you don't really get a clear look at it. What part you can see doesn't even look big. They're all, I wonder if Mr. Baffles found the safe yet. Meanwhile, in an old abandoned barn just a little bit away from the Wayne house, Batman and Robin are getting home. They park their Batmobile and walk through the tunnels. Robin's all, me for my bed, I'm sleepy. And Batman's all, I think I'll grab 40 winks myself. So they're very tired. They're not expecting trouble at all. Inside the house, Mr. Baffle has found Bruce Wayne's safe. He pulls out this piece of sandpaper and starts sanding down his fingers. Ow! Fingerprinting technology in the 40s isn't that good. You don't have to sand your fingertips off every time you touch something in someone else's home. But it turns out, he's not sanding his fingers to get rid of the fingerprints. He's actually done it so that his fingertips are sensitive and he'll be able to feel the tumblers and the lock moving. But it looks like he did it for nothing, because right then, Batman and Robin burst into the room. They turn on the lights and we see that the room is painted green and the only decoration in the entire room is an orange curtain. Bruce, did you do this? Because you're bad at decorating. Mr. Baffle turns around and he's like, Batman, how did you catch on? You're so smart. Then he throws his flashlight at them. Batman ducks, but it hits Robin in the face. Batman runs up to Mr. Baffle and tackles him. They fight for a bit. Turns out this ugly green room actually has a desk in the middle and a picture on the wall somewhere. Eventually, Batman gets the upper hand and is able to kick Mr. Baffle out the door. But then Mr. Baffle slams the door in his face. The whole time they're fighting, they're bantering, but like in a gentlemanly way. They say things like, Don't leave yet, we're just getting acquainted. And, I insist you stay, I find your company so stimulating. Once Mr. Baffle slammed the door in Batman's face, he's able to get away. Robin gets up from being smacked in the face with a flashlight, and he's like, Batman, are you okay? And we see Batman sitting on the floor laughing to himself, hysterically. He's all, ha ha, he got away. And this laugh is on me, ha ha. That is not reassuring, Bruce. Over with Mr. Baffle, he's laughing too. 
both he and Batman must have had a very good time. He pulls out this shaving kit and fish eyes an egghead, the two thugs. You're like, what are you doing? Mr. Baffle tells them that Batman got a good look at his face, so he needs to shave off just his beard so that he will be unrecognizable to Batman. That seems like a horrible plan. It seems like he could recognize you very easily anyway. But he didn't recognize the Joker once because he was wearing a hat and fake nose. So I guess it might work. Mr. Baffle and the thugs speculate a bit about how Batman could have possibly figured out their heist. They didn't tell anyone. Eventually, they just decide there's no real answer and they give up. And over in the house of Bruce Wayne, he and Dick are taking off their costumes and going to bed. Dick is all, do you think we'll ever see that burglar again? And Bruce is like, oh yeah, we're going to see plenty of him. That's a lie. This is Mr. Baffle's one and singular appearance. Now, over with Mr. Baffle, he's decided his plan of going to rich people's houses and robbing them could use some refinement. So he goes to get a job at the local newspaper in the society column. This involves him going into a lot of rich people's homes and getting tours, so it's perfect for him. He writes about their houses in the society column and makes them popular under the name Mr. Courtly. And then later he comes back and robs their houses. The rich people and the police are having such a time, they can't figure out why everyone's being robbed. But this is easy for Mr. Baffle. One day, after a bit of working in the society column, he gets invited to a party. He goes himself and he brings along his photographers, Mr. Fisheye and Egghead. Bruce Wayne has also been invited to this party. They're introduced by the host there and Bruce is all, Hey, Mr. Courtley, you've been to everyone's houses but mine. Why didn't you come to my house? And Mr. Courtley, secretly Mr. Baffle, is all, Ah, but I did visit you. I mean, I'm sure I'll visit you soon. Then he thinks to himself, that's a close one. Bruce Wayne takes a good look at Mr. Courtley and he thinks to himself, that guy seems a little familiar, but Mr. Courtley has shaved off his beard, so he's completely disguised and Bruce Wayne can't figure it out. While hanging out at the party, Mr. Baffle tells some of the guests that he wants to get some pictures for his paper of them in swimsuits. They seem fine with having swimsuit pictures of them in the paper, but they're all dressed up and, with all the burglaries going on, they need to find somewhere to put their jewels. The hostess offers everyone the use of her safe and sets up some butlers to guard it, and they go take pictures. After a while, Mr. Baffle makes some excuses and leaves. Bruce Wayne wasn't invited to the swimsuit thing, so he's already left the party by now, too. In fact, he's over at his house. He's all... I can't put my finger on it, but that newspaper guy seems so suspicious. Let's go back as Batman and Robin and check on him, he says to Dick. So, he and Dick dress up in their costumes and run back to the party as fast as they can. And they get there just in time, too, because Mr. Baffle's already opened the safe and is leaving with the jewels. He's all, Batman! Again? Batman and Robin start beating them all up. But their battle has caused some noise. One of the guests hears and comes up to check, and when she opens the door, we see that it's Linda Page, with hair that looks a little less red and a little more orange than last time we saw her. Now, Linda Page is a pretty capable girl, but she did not expect to walk into a Batman and Robin fight, so one of the photographers is able to grab her and take her hostage. Mr. Baffle is all, Batman, if you don't leave me and my thugs alone, we will harm this hostage. 
Ooh, look, he's also wearing a fake beard in this panel. I guess so he's not identifiable as Mr. Courtley. The thugs start backing off. Mr. Baffle takes Linda Page by the hand and apologizes for taking her hostage. She doesn't seem very receptive to this, but she does notice that his fingers are all rubbed up and raw when she's holding his hand. Then he takes her and he shoves her into Batman and slams the door on them both this time. He calls to the door, Ha, Batman, do you think I really would have hurt a woman? I'm leaving. And then he does. Once he gets outside, he and the photographer split up. Fisheye and Egghead will take one car, and Mr. Baffle will take another car with the jewels. Upstairs, we discover a little-known fact. Slamming a door in Batman's face doesn't actually hold him very long. He's able to get out of the room quickly. But when he comes to the front door, it's solid as steel. He can't just break it down, as is his signature, so he has to find another way out. Instead, he jumps out of the window, right into the courtyard where the pool is. He does a somersault and he lands on the diving board, or he's able to push off again, and this time he jumps over the courtyard wall. Now he's out of the house and he'll be able to chase Mr. Baffle. He steals a car and finds Mr. Baffle in his own stolen car pretty quickly. But as soon as Mr. Baffle sees him, he shoots out his tires. Batman's all, oh no, I need to find another source of transportation. He looks around, but all he sees is a horse and carriage. A handsome, like Sherlock Holmes sometimes writes. He kicks the driver out of the carriage and commandeers it for himself. And in the next third of the panel, we get a strange sight. A car driving through the streets of Gotham, being chased by Batman driving a horse-drawn carriage. They pass a police officer on foot, and he's all, Wow, that horse is so fast with Batman driving the carriage. The carriage is somehow faster than the car, and Batman catches up. He jumps in and starts beating up Mr. Baffle. He's all, somehow, I feel like I've fought this guy before. What do you mean, Batman? He looks exactly the same. He's even put his fake beard back on. Or maybe he hasn't. Maybe they've just drawn him incorrectly. After a while of fighting, Mr. Baffle figures out Batman's one weakness. He throws the bag of gems out of the car and he's like, Batman, you can either beat me up or retrieve the gems. Batman's all. Ugh, I really want to beat him up, but I gotta go return those gems to the rich people who got them stolen. So he jumps after the bag into a river, and Mr. Baffle escapes again. When he goes back home, Dick is already there. He just went home after the party. He's been amusing himself by going through the newspaper and drawing beards and mustaches on all the pictures. Bruce comes into him drawing a mustache on one of the girls, and he's like... Hey, what's the idea of marking up pictures of our leading celebrities? But then Dick makes a startling discovery. He's just drawn a beard on the mustached writer of the Society newspaper, Mr. Courtley. He's all, that kind of looks like the guy you beat up when he was trying to rob our house a little bit ago. Batman's like, you're right. Then he goes into his super secret behind the fireplace lab and pulls from his box of files. The file on the... European Michael Baffle, and he takes it back to the paper and holds it up against the picture of Mr. Courtley with the beard drawn on him. He's all, they're the same person, and I know where he's just going to be tomorrow night. He's going to be at another party. And so the next night at Random Castle, which has been transported from Scotland stone by stone, we see Mr. Baffle at another party. 
The guests are about to retire into another room, and one of the women wants to take her jewelry off. But the host of the party is all, no, we can't take our jewelry off. There's no real way to secure it. We can't even leave it with a guard. But then Mr. Baffle comes up to him, and he's all, don't worry, I can guard your jewelry. And they're like, uh, that's great, but why would you be any better at it than someone else? And he's all, because I'm Batman. They're all, Batman? What? One of them's all, but you can't be Batman. You're the society reporter. He's all, yes, I am the society reporter, but I have proof that I'm Batman. I can tell you all about how I recovered the bag of jewelry from that other party yesterday. And they're like, oh, if he knows that, he must be Batman. The only people who would know are Batman and the thief. And he's like, well, I'm not the thief. So they decide to leave their jewels with Batman. A little while later, while he's guarding the jewels, Linda Page, who was also a guest at this party, comes down to talk to him. She's like, I heard that you were Batman. It was really you all this time? She takes his hand and she's like, you really are, just like I imagined Batman. You're tall and handsome and debonair. But what's with the mustache? She's right, his cowl wouldn't cover up a mustache if he had one. He's all, this is actually a fake disguise mustache, and takes her hand. But when he does, she feels his injured, irritated fingertips, and she's all, you're not Batman, you're the thief from earlier. He's all, curses, now I'm going to have to shut you up, and he drags her off. Meanwhile, Batman and Robin have arrived just in time to hear Linda screaming, help, from upstairs. They're all, that's Linda. Fish eyes and egghead come down, and Batman and Robin start beating them up. After they get an advantage in battle, Batman wants to leave and find Linda as quick as possible, so he goes, There's no time to make them talk, Robin. Just keep punching and I'll search for Linda. He leaves Robin there in the fight, but finding Linda won't be as hard as he imagined, because she's taken off her necklace and dropped the pearls on the ground. He's able to easily follow them up to the room where she's being held at. When he bursts in, this time he doesn't damage the door, probably because it was too heavy. He sees Mr. Baffle standing above Linda holding a sword. Mr. Baffle's all, Stop, Batman, I've never killed anyone before, but I'll kill you if it means I don't go to prison. Batman's all, You, you should have thought about whether or not you were going to go to prison before you started this crime spree. He grabs a sword off the wall, too. And he and Mr. Baffle fight, but because of page constraint, I assume, we don't see a single minute of it. All we see is Batman slipping on one of Linda Page's pearls and dropping his sword. He's all, oh no, but then Mr. Baffle is all, well, I am a gentleman, and since you didn't technically lose, I'll let you pick up your sword again and we can keep fighting. So, Batman does, and when they keep fighting, he disarms Mr. Baffle as well. Mr. Baffle's all, oh, all right, I guess you can stab me now, Batman. But Batman's also a gentleman, and he drops his sword too. He's all, now my debt to you for not stabbing me a minute ago is paid. Let's fight with fists. He and Mr. Baffle fight while climbing upstairs until they get to the very top of the tower. Then Mr. Baffle goes, I'm sorry, Batman, you're just too good at fighting. I'm going to lose right now by jumping off the tower. Then he jumps off the tower. It is presumably not a deadly fall, though. He doesn't seem very upset. He's all, goodbye, Batman. Maybe I'll see you again sometime. Which he will not, because this is his singular appearance. Batman's all, 
He was a criminal, but he was kind of nice sometimes. We might have been able to be friends. Oh well. The end.